Thank you for tuning in. My prayer is that this message is going to be an encouragement to you personally and will cause great growth in your life. It's time to live and it's time to take this next step forward. God bless you as you listen. Jot this down in your notes. The message title today is called Reptiles in the Restaurant. Reptiles in the Restaurant. Oh, yeah. Uh, A while back, a little over a year ago, I was alone and I was, uh, was out near Granbury and, and I, was, uh, I was needing a place to eat. You look up, I, I like using Yelp. I, I'm, a, I'm a Yelp lover. I, in fact, I was Yelp elite for a few years. Don't even really know what that meant, but I, I, was, uh, I didn't get anything special out of it. But, but, uh, but I love using Yelp. And so I, uh, I, I found this restaurant. It was four and a half stars. It was a Thai restaurant in the Granbury area, but it was like way out in the country. Uh, so I'm like, well, this, this sounds good. It's, so it wasn't just in Granbury. It was out of Granbury. And if you guys know Granbury, I mean, Granbury is the country. So uh, we're right here and we call it the country. But it, it is. And, and I found this restaurant and it's right there on the Brazos River. Uh, and and I, I went in there for dinner and I, there was only one other customer in the place. And so I went ahead and ordered. I mean, it's, it's not the, like the nicest place in the world, but it's a hole in the wall. But I love hole in the wall restaurants, don't you? I do. I love them. Why? Because they typically have some really good food at a really great price. <laughs> you know? and, and so I enjoy that. And... Part of it was I'm thinking, what is this Thai restaurant doing out here in the middle of the country? I'm telling you guys, it is the middle of the country. You just go around these roads and boom, there's this little thing right there. And, and so I asked the server and, and I just said, I, I, tell me a little bit about the story. Now, I'm, I'm the type of person who likes to talk to people. And so I engaged her in some conversation. So she told me all about the history of the restaurant and that the owners were Thai. And I'm like, well, that's pretty cool. So they came and they set up this, they, they set up their business here in the United States. And, and so I got this booth in the corner because I could choose any seat in the place. I left this booth in the corner so I could see everything. Any of you guys like that? You, you, you go to a restaurant, you want to be able to see everything. Isn't that right? Well, that's, that's me. I'm that kind of a guy. And I, I, so I was sitting there and I, I uh, ordered myself some sesame chicken and, and I was just sitting in the corner. I pulled my laptop out. I was working on my computer, writing a sermon or something. And, and, and as I was doing that, the place was quiet and I, I, I saw some movement on the floor about 15 feet from me. It was in the middle of the restaurant. Movement. And I'm like, that's, that's weird. What, what is, what, nobody's here and like moving on the floor. And it was a frog. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, a frog was like leapfrogging, hopping across the floor. And it just wasn't a little, little skinny little frogette. We're talking a big honking frog. And, and it, was, it was quite entertaining because I thought, well, nobody else is in here. I've, I've never seen this before. And guys, understand, it's not a Cajun restaurant. So I mean, Cajun restaurants, they might have frogs, but no, not here. Well, I watched little Kermit hop around for a while. And serve, the server eventually brought me my sesame chicken. And, and, and I, I said, can I just tell you something? There's a frog hopping around here in the restaurant. And she said, oh, I'm so embarrassed, sir. I'm so embarrassed. She said, yeah, um, frogs get in here all the time. And, and sometimes we come in and there are like four or five frogs hopping around the restaurant. And, 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 uh, and we saw the frog. And so, so the guy in the back, we were kind of watching you. We didn't want to scare you uh, because we know you're from the city. <laughs> so... <laughs> 
Yeah. And so I guess, I guess out there in the country in Granbury, I don't know, some of you guys might know, some of y'all who live out in that direction. Uh, maybe you just know, maybe everybody's just like, you just go and hunt frogs in restaurants. I don't know. But, but they, the lady went and, and she said, well, I said, well, tell the guy to come on out here and get it because she wasn't going to touch the frog. So then this guy comes out of the back, he comes running out and, you know, runs and catches the frog. You're like, well, this is entertaining. I, I'm just... It's you know, why why in the world would anybody want to go to like the medieval times and pay all this money when you get to actually sit and watch a real show right here in front of you? So she said, "Yeah, the, she, she said the frogs get in here and we can't figure out how they get in." But of course they're right on the Brazos River. I'm like, I don't know, maybe they just hop out. And I kind of felt a little bit like Pharaoh because you know how Pharaoh had the frogs, the plague of the frogs. I felt a little bit like that. Well, after the dinner, I went up to the front to pay, and I'm kind of done talking about frogs. It was weird. I mean, come on, guys. You know that's weird. It's just weird. The whole thing was weird. The restaurant was weird. Granberry's weird. But anyway, <laughs> I, I, I looked over, and there's this really cool fish tank. And I said, like, well, that's a cool fish tank. But it's interesting because it was not, no, I'm not talking like the glass kind that you have in your house or the grandma had, all right? I'm talking about this bit like you see in Oriental restaurants. This is a cool fish tank. You go, oh, yeah, yeah, they brought it over from Thailand. I was like, well, that's actually really cool then, extra cool. And, and, uh, but they said, like, why aren't there fish in it? She says, oh, we used to have fish and water in it, but we don't anymore. It's like, okay, tell me about it. She said, well, we had eight exotic goldfish, like fish this big swimming around in the tank. And she said, and then one disappeared. And then another disappeared. And another disappeared. She said, over a period of, of a few weeks, we were down to one goldfish in the tank and couldn't figure out who was taking the goldfish. And then we looked. One day, one of us was standing there and saw a snake inside the tank. She said, a snake was eating our goldfish. So we decided we're just going to go ahead and get rid of the whole thing. And she said, I don't know how the snake got into the restaurant. but And I was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> of course, I know snakes are of the devil because I've read like Genesis. So I just go, this is creepy. And so you got frogs hopping around. You have, you have snakes in here. And guys, I'm telling you, this is true. God, you know it's true, right? Yeah, you were there too. So God was there too. And, and so we... I, I, just like, I, I don't know, this is crazy. This is just weird. So I get into my car. At this point, it's dark. And, and she's just like, bye, bye. I know, just I have no idea how all these creatures get into our restaurant. I'm like, this is weird. So, so I get into my car, and it's dark outside. And as soon as I sit down in my car, and I was parked right in front of the door of, the, of this, this restaurant, and I just kind of looked at that bright red door. And underneath the door, I saw this, I saw light beaming out from under the big red front door. There was about a half inch gap underneath the door. That's how the reptiles are getting into the restaurant. Here, the threshold had a breach. And that breach actually has the potential of destroying their business, right? I got a big question for you today. Are there reptiles in your space? Are you suffering loss that you can't explain? Are there bizarre annoyances? Are, are there, is, is something robbing your peace, maybe even draining your resources? And could it be that there is a breach in your threshold? Could it be that reptiles, in a sense, are bringing in destruction into your life? And if so, 
what are you going to do about the breach and the threshold of your life? Now, I, I want to tell you something right up front here, just a quick little disclaimer. Uh, today's message is about giving. Giving and tithing is one of the hottest topics in Western churches. A lot of people feel huge passion about it. And I'll just tell you, I, I preach on this maybe one or two times a year. Uh, here's the deal. Jesus taught on giving more than any other subject in the scriptures. He taught more about giving than heaven or hell. And, and the reason he did is because giving actually shows us the attitude of our hearts. So here's the deal, guys. Listen, if you're visiting here today, I'm glad you're here. I want you to enjoy this. And my prayer for you, it's been this since, since, uh, uh, th- since I started putting this message together, is that God will show you something specific in this message that you can apply to your life. But I do not want you to feel compelled to participate, okay? Really, I, I don't want you. I don't want you to feel compelled to do so. I, I truly believe that God is gonna speak something to you regarding generosity, and you'll be able to know really what that is through today's message. Uh, here's another deal. If you're a part of another church and you just happen to be in town visiting, I want to first of all say welcome. I'm glad you're here. But you should not tithe to this church, okay? Don't do that. Because you need to give to the place where you are fed, not here, all right? That's your storehouse. That's where you get fed, not here. Unless you, you know, feel compelled to do so, then that's, that's, that's uh, between you and God, and that's fine. But if you're a City Life partner or a regular attendee, I want you to listen with your heart, and I want you to respond appropriately today. And one other thing, this is not an attempt to get your money. It just isn't. Um, it's, it's not an attempt to get your money so I can get a raise. It doesn't work that way. I'm on a salary set by our board, and... It is not based upon how much you give. So I don't get a bonus. I don't get a raise. None of that happens. This is the scriptures, all right? But I am going to do something. I'm going to unashamedly challenge you to think deeply about generosity because I do believe that it is a reflection of your heart. Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived, he said these words. I want you just to listen to this. He says, generosity brings prosperity, but withholding charity brings us to poverty. Those who live to bless will have blessings heaped upon them. One who pours out his life will have blessings poured upon him with saturation and favor. That's in Proverbs chapter 11, 24 and 25. So open your heart today. And again, I'm asking you to think today. Listen carefully and think about what God is saying to you through the scriptures. Now back to my question. Um, Are there reptiles in your space? Are you suffering loss that you can't explain? Are there bizarre annoyances that are just draining your resources? Could there be, could there be a breach in your threshold? And reptiles are sneaking in, bringing destruction. So what are you going to do about it now? That's, that's the big question. And uh, I'm going to talk to you about some things that I found in the scriptures. Now, there is a story in the scriptures about a time of bizarre loss in the nation of Israel, and it's found in the book of Haggai. Uh, during that time, there was incredible political frustration, there were economic woes, and it was a very, very, very tough time. And nothing seemed to be adding up. It just never, nothing seemed to work. It was as if something was sneaking under the door and consuming what was there. It's like there was a breach in their threshold. Uh, the, the people of Jerusalem, they seemed to be doing all the right things. But like, it's in a sense like reptiles just seem to be sneaking in, messing things up. So take a look at it in Haggai chapter one, verse five. Listen to this, it says, now this is what the Lord 
Almighty says. The prophet is saying what God is saying. He said, give careful thought to your ways. Now pause that for just a second. I want you to think in this message. This is a thinking message. Do not ever check your brains at the door like, well, just come in here and whatever they say is right. No, you think. I want you to think and I want you to always balance it against the word of God. Okay? Always. But this is a thinking and I want you to think but I want you to give careful thought to your ways. That's the way you're doing things. This is from God. God's saying this to his people. He said, look at the next verse. You have planted much but have harvested little. You eat, but you never have enough. You drink, but never have your fill. You put on clothes, but are not warm. This last one is the clincher here. You earn wages only to put them in a purse with holes in it. Makes me think of the breach underneath the door. Here's the deal. These these people were working hard. It's not like they were being lazy or anything. You look at that, they're not being lazy. They were being diligent. But in the midst of their diligence, nothing seemed to matter. Nothing seemed to be coming together. It just never seemed to be enough. It never seems to be enough. Ever feel that way? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, then God spoke through the prophet Haggai, and he started off by saying this, think carefully about your ways. And that's what I'm asking you to do again. Use your mind. Don't give in to emotion today. I want you to think. I want you to think about what you're doing. You're, you're working hard, but there's like a hole in your money bag. It's like there's this hidden drain at the bottom of your bank account, and you can't see the hole, and you can't figure out how to plug it. And there seems to be, like, reptiles everywhere. So let's go back to the original question. Is there a breach in your threshold? I mean, are things in your life less secure and less sealed up than you think? Is there something you have possibly been missing that's allowing reptiles to come in and destroy what you have worked so hard for? I want to say, yes, it is very possible. I want you to follow me on this, okay? I I really encourage you to read all of the book of Haggai. It's brief. It's only two chapters. But what's happening here is the story is God's people, they had settled in, and they were focusing solely upon their careers, their houses, and their projects. Nothing wrong with doing those things, but focusing solely on it was the challenge because they neglected God's house and they neglected God's work. And it was costing them. It's like they had a breach in the threshold that was allowing reptiles in to their land, to their city, and, and it would just was wreaking havoc and destruction. So then God says this to the people of Jerusalem, and this is found in the next book, the next chapter in Haggai, Haggai 2.9. God says this, he says, the silver is mine and the gold is mine, declares the Lord Almighty. See, God was letting them know that all of the, everything they had actually is God's. It, it's all come from God. Now, I know it's totally normal for us to say, my bank account or, or my investments or my money. I know that's totally normal, and we all do that. So I'm not going to get on to anyone for doing that. But the reality is, is it all belongs to God. He gives it to us to steward and to manage. He gives us a, a, th- these resources, and what he says, I want you to show me that you trust me by giving a portion of it then back to me which really acknowledges his lordship over our lives, and it is for the purpose to fund God's work on this earth through his family, the church. So 
In the story, the people responded to what God was saying and they began giving a portion back to God. And, and, and they did this, it's, it's interesting, they did this while they were still in their fractured state when things weren't going well. And that's actually called faith. Uh, but look in, in chapter two, verse 19, it's also written this, it says, on the day, the day they began giving, God declared from this day on, I will bless you. So the exact day they began giving to God's work, God began blessing their faith and God closed the gap in the threshold. They, they, they leveraged faith to break out of this frustrating season just like you can. You see, the problem is, is they were inadvertently ignoring God's house. They, I don't think they were doing it maliciously. It was inadvertent. But what they did is they activated their faith, they began giving, they took action, and things changed for them and for God's work. By faith, they put God's house, God's work first, and things began to shift immediately. Again, read the whole story. It is brief, but it is powerful. Now, in the story, a few months later, and probably about six or so months later, Haggai then comes and talks to the people of Jerusalem, and he reminds them of what it was like back when they were uh, back when, when it's like they had holes in their money bags and then when they started giving to God's work, he said, now from that point forward, things have changed, right? He reminded them that the old gap in the threshold was gone and it happened at the moment when they changed their ways and they began giving to God's house first. God's blessing was evident the very day when it started. Six months later, it's like, wow, yeah, we were actually in that really tough spot. Here's the truth. Reptiles, they stay out when we activate our faith. Oh, they do. I believe that God seals up the, 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 the gap in the threshold. Now, now I want you, if you have your Bibles, flip over to Malachi chapter 3, verse 9. Um, interestingly enough, in Malachi, this is 80 years later, Okay same exact place and they were suffering through the same exact problem and God explained to them that the lack they were experiencing could be broken so Malachi chapter 3 verse 9 here's what God says to his people again same type of situation you're under a curse the whole nation of you because you are robbing me yeah now look down God then says this he says so bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, the whole tithe into the storehouse, so that there may be food in my house. And it's not, not you might say, well, so when we give our offerings, is it so we can have more snacks? It's like, <laughs> not really. I mean, well, I definitely have coffee. But, but it's, it's about the spiritual food that we get and the ministry that's provided. It grows and it expands, and it's not only just enough for us, but it, it goes into the community, which this church is known for. And then God says this. He says, now, test me in this. Test me in this. And see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven. I like the imagery there. It's not like I, I'm going to crack it open. He's just like, no, throw it open. These floodgates. Any of y'all have ever been around floodgates? When they open the floodgates, things go crazy, you know? And I'm going to pour out so, pour out so, so, so much blessing that you're not even going to have room enough for it. That's what God's saying I want to do. So 
the problem that they were facing there in the writings of, of Malachi, as well as the problems they were experiencing in the writings of Haggai, was really this. They all had a gap in the threshold, and they didn't know what to do about it. And when God spoke, they changed their ways. In fact, here's the thing. In Malachi, it says they would even pray, but nothing would happen. The prayers wouldn't get answered until they started giving again by faith and taking care of God's work, God's family, God's house. So when God's house is blessed, then the people's houses are blessed. And God closed the, God closes the gap in the threshold and he prevents the reptiles from coming in and having a party at your expense. In fact, verse 11, it's not on the screens, but verse 11, I, I love this because you can see it in your Bibles. It's amazing. God says, you do this and I will prevent pests from devouring your crops and the vines in your fields will not drop their fruit before it is ripe, says the Lord Almighty. The old King James version that I was raised on as a kid. <laughs> I like it better in this case. He it just says right here, it says, I will rebuke the devourer for you. Whew. God, though, therefore, so God wants to seal up the gap in the threshold when we tithe. That's really what he's saying. In fact, God goes so far to tell us that we're supposed to put him to the test and see if he really will close the gap in the threshold. He said, come on, test me. Do you realize this is the only place in the scriptures where it says to test God? Tithing, what it does, it actually puts God to the test. It does. In other words, let me just ask you, I mean, do you believe in God's word? Do you believe it? Do you believe in God? Do you believe that God cannot lie? Well, then, here it is, the only place in the Bible where God is not lying. He is encouraging you to test him. And he says, test me with tithing. I want you to just look at it again one more time. Look at verse 10 in there in chapter three. God says this, test me in this and see, see if I will not open the floodgates of heaven, pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough for it. And I, I, I just, because it's God's word and not my word, it's God's word, I just challenge you, <laughs> challenge you to put God to the test beginning today. Uh, some of you have not yet begun to tithe. Start today. Test God. What is a tithe? Well, a tithe is a tenth. It is a tenth of your earnings. Remember, 100% of your earnings really belongs to God anyway. It all belongs to him. All he is requesting is a tenth to be returned to his house for his work through the local church. And God says, therefore, I will close the gap in the threshold. You know, that's not just in the Old Testament. Jesus said almost like the same kind of thing in, uh, in the New Testament, talking about generosity. He, he says that there will be a greater return on your giving than what you actually give. It, it says right here in Luke chapter six, it says, give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over <laughs> will be poured into your lap. It's the same imagery as those floodgates, all right? For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Well, here it is. The truth is this. Generosity is central to our faith. Our finances that we have to do, we, every one of us have to deal with finances, every one of us. Our finances are fundamentally critical to how we function in life. They are, right? God put us into this world. He understands <laughs> that we, we need those resources. But when we begin to believe that God will take action on our faith, then God promises that things will shift. Faith 
It's faith. In the book of Galatians, the definition for faith is basically this. It is believing something that defies reason. Let me just tell you something right here. Everything I'm telling you today defies reason. It does. But that's why it takes faith. Giving to God a portion of what he's already given you through your tithes and your offerings, it defies reason. But, but, but tithing is like planting a seed. You, you, when you plant a seed, you, you put it in the soil and you nurture it, you water it, and it brings out a harvest. And so this is a fundamental law, actually, of how God works is the seed and the harvest. And so God is saying, I want you to put me to the test. So here's my question to you again today. Is there a breach in your threshold? Yeah. Uh, as God said to, to the people of Jerusalem, are there holes in your money bag? <laughs> or if you're from Granbury, are there mysterious reptilian devourers hanging around? <laughs> God says, <laughs> I want to seal up that breach. I want to seal up that breach in your threshold and I want to open the floodgates of heaven and I want to pour out blessing. See, here's the deal. God is poised and ready. He's waiting for you to activate your faith and to believe in something that literally defies reason. And when I say believe, to believe in something, it doesn't mean just some kind of a mental assent that you think it in your head. Okay, well, I believe it. No, belief means is, is you believe it, but you have to take action on it. Because that says, the scripture says faith without action is dead. It's like, there is no faith there. Back to the Thai restaurant. You know, the employees at that restaurant, they couldn't see what I saw that day. Uh, they couldn't see the breach in the threshold. Why could they not see that? Well, you know what, sometimes... Uh, perspective, someone from the outside can see something a little different from someone on the inside. And um, I started thinking as I was sitting there, why? Well, the truth is they were just overly focused on doing all those important things. Got to make food. Got to make money. Nothing wrong with making money, but got to make money, right? And they've got to chase down and extract the reptiles out of the restaurant. And the amphibians. You know, at, at the moment when I saw that light pouring through the breach in that door, I took out a notepad and I jotted some things down. I felt as if God was speaking something to me. Could have been my imagination, but man, I should have had a good imagination if it was me. I, I would rather say God dropped this in my heart. I felt God saying, what you've just seen here, this is what is happening in so many people's lives and they can't see the problem. They can't figure out what's gone wrong. And they're constantly running around trying to eliminate all these destructive forces. And I want to open their eyes and show them that life can be so much more simple. And I will also allow them to participate in my kingdom and my family and what I'm doing in this world in a huge way. I'll take care of them. And guys, I'm just telling you, I believe that tithing opens our eyes to um, threshold breaches, in a sense, that are in our lives. I also believe that when we begin to tithe, that God will give us financial strategies. That's one of the things I'm going to be praying for you here in just a second. God will give you strategies. God will open your eyes to things. And I also believe 
this is all in the Bible, is that when you initiate this, that God will rebuke the devourer in your life. You don't even have to chase it down and rebuke it. Cool, right? I also believe that God will provide supernatural resources by opening the floodgates of heaven, swinging them open. It's all in the Bible. But I also want to tell you guys this. Tithing is not a magic trick. It's not a secret formula. It is not some kind of a get-rich-quick scheme. It's faith in action. It's contribution. It's generosity. My dad's going to be here Hopefully, my dad will be here for Father's Day. He's, he turned 87 yesterday, uh, preacher of the gospel. And uh, we're going to interview dad on Father's Day, I'm hoping. But um, my dad my mom, they made sure I started tithing. I've told you before, when, when I was five years old and started getting allowance, they didn't just give me a quarter. No, they gave me dimes and pennies so I could learn how to begin to tithe from the very beginning. And I did. I'm grateful to them for that because I've tithed all my life since my first uh, since my first first little bit of money that came my way. So today I'm going to ask you to make a generosity commitment. I'm not asking you to make a pledge. Basically it's just this. It's It's a commitment that you're going to step into and rise up to a new level of generosity. Now, I've I've put these cards, I I didn't personally, someone did, but I asked that these cards would be put at every one of your seats. And so they're either right between your seats or the seat right in front of you. I want you to grab everyone. Please grab one of these generosity cards because I want to show you something on them. Just each person take one. You know what? I know some of you, you may not have them, and you're kind of looking around, where are they? I can't find them. Just lift your hands, and ushers are standing up, and they're walking around right now, and they're bringing these to you. So just, yeah, we, there are people all over the place, but just kind of walk around. If you see someone who just doesn't have one, and they don't know, just, just get, get one to them here. Um, these generosity cards, flip over to the back, because I want to show you, there are really just three, three options. Three options, and here it is. And the options are, you know, checkbox on the front. But it says, I'm going to start giving. Whether it's your first time to give or you haven't given an offering in a long time, just be give. Just give any amount today. Any amount today. And maybe some of you, that's where you're going to check. Today I'm going to start giving. Others of you, you're, you're, you know it's, it's time for you to take on the, the tithing commitment. Yeah, but sure, you probably didn't have your mother and dad telling you you're going to start tithing from the very beginning. But now's a good time to start. And what is tithing? Tithing is returning to God 10% of what he has helped us earn. Now, there are a couple of statements there, and it's basically a formula for you to determine what your tithe would be. Now, listen, listen carefully to me. I'm not asking you to write in your salary and your tithe, okay? That's not what I'm, just leave, please leave that blank, okay? That's not what that's about. I, I don't care, all right? I really don't. Uh, but that's just for you. That's just for you to, to determine. And the third option is, man, I want to be a part of Vision Carriers. Vision Carriers is a group of people who have committed to annual giving, including their regular tithes and offerings. And so it's, uh, it's like, you know what, I'm going to give, and I'm going to give, including my, I'm going to give over and above my tithes and offerings as well. Uh, I'm going to ask you to complete this card front and back. Oh, you don't have to complete the back, but just the front of it. I'm going to ask everyone to do it because I'm, I'm going to be praying over these cards this week. 
Uh, one of the things that I will do, and I'll, I'll give you my commitment on this, is I'll keep your cards with me everywhere I go. I do have my little bag that I carry with me everywhere. It's not a purse. It's a bag. It's a bag. You know, it's a, it's a cool little snazzy backpack. Because, yeah, you know, I have books in there and my computer and all the stuff that I would need in case of, a, a, you know, an emergency. Weapons. I don't know. But, but I, 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 no, I don't. Keep the weapons in the car. But I, you know what? I love, I love it because I'm, I'm going to keep your cards in there. And I'm going to be praying over them daily. Here's what I'm going to pray for. Here's the deal. Some of you, you're already tithing. And there's a gap in your threshold. You know what I'm talking about. And I want to be praying that God closes that gap, that God helps you to see what it is. Ask God for wisdom. I, I'm also going to be praying for, for you guys just to get ideas, that opportunities and ideas are going to come your way. Some of you could even start businesses, expand your business. God will show you strategic ways to also conserve and to plug holes that are there. I believe a huge part of this is God gives revelation on things, and God opens up doors, and God gives you talent, skills, and ideas. Yes, I believe that is all part of the big picture of how God uses this. We're praying for that. Also, I'm going to be praying that God will rebuke the devourer. I don't have to, you don't have to rebuke anything, okay? You don't have to go around to, like, I rebuke you, you know, and you, you don't have to, okay? Because it's not you that's to rebuke you. God wants to rebuke him. So God said, let me do that. Stop chasing the snakes, okay? Let me do that. Let God rebuke the devourer. I'm gonna pray for that for you. Also, as you're filling out your cards, I'm gonna ask you to go ahead and also, uh, I'm gonna ask you to go ahead and also prepare an offering. And, and today's one of those days, I, I just, I hardly ever do this, but I just encourage everyone to give something. There's offering envelopes, a part of the little packet that you had. You can also give through those offering envelopes. There's the giving station that's in the foyer out there. And, uh, and then we also have the City Life app. You can give that way. But I'm just asking everyone just to give a little something today because I do read in the scriptures when the moment they started giving, that's when God started blessing. I just think there's something key to that. It's not the amount but it's the faith that's behind it. That's really what God looks at. I like for the, as you begin to fill these out, come on, everyone go ahead and fill these cards out, begin to prepare offerings. And, and uh, during this time, I'd like the musicians to come. They've already filled their cards out and turned them in and everything. Uh, and I'm gonna ask you guys to, as you get these filled out, we're going to pray, and then we're gonna sing together and worship, and we're gonna go back out on the streets, all right? Will you guys pray with me right now? Jesus, I pray for there to be release of faith in this room. I pray that you will, that you will, that you will help us, God, with our faith, that, that our faith will grow, and that we will begin to believe that these gaps, these gaps in this threshold, that they will be gone, that you will give us eyes to see where the gaps are. You will give us wisdom. You'll help us to see where, like, uh, these, these holes and these drains are that, are, that are that are just draining our resources. God, open our eyes to those things. God, I pray, God, for also for ideas, ingenuity. I pray for, for favor, that you will, uh, that you will 
will show us creative ways to expand. God, inventions. Lord, I believe that you can give us inventions, things that can just, just revolutionize even culture, that you can do this through us, God, as we begin to tithe. And that's part of the way that the windows of heaven are open over us, God. God, I thank you, Lord, that we're going to lift our heads high and we're going to move forward in faith, not waiting for the good thing to happen, but we respond immediately, then God blesses. And that's what we choose to do today. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Have you discovered your street of influence? Whether it be family, government, business, arts and entertainment, faith, health and vitality, or education, head over to culturalstreets.com and discover your street today.